We are on Ksubis Yudalad Omebez 14b3, beginning a new Mishnah. Uh, the Mishnah continues uh, discussing a situation where uh, there is a woman who has um, relations with somebody, and we don't know with whom, and so therefore we have to figure out, well, is it with somebody that she was allowed to be with, and therefore she could marry a Kohen moving forward, or is it somebody that she was not allowed to be with, and therefore... She cannot marry a Kohen moving forward. And so we will discuss uh, this new case um, and this uh, new situation in the Mishnah. And then we will begin the Gemara and really focus on one new concept. There's a new concept that we'll see in the Gemara in just a minute. So it says the Mishnah, 14b3 in the Archival Gemara. Amar Rabiosi, Rabiosi says, Maisa Bitinokas Shiyarda Lamalus Maim. There was a certain story. A story took place where there was a young girl who was went down to draw water from a spring and essentially she was raped. She was raped. Amar Rabbi Yochan ben Nuri. Rabbi Yochan ben Nuri says, do we, how do we know what's going on? So uh, do, is, is the man, was the man somebody that she was allowed to be with and therefore could marry a Kohen even though she was raped and it was against uh against her will and terrible situation. Still, if it's somebody that she's not allowed to be with, um, so then just like somebody who's divorced can't marry a Kohen, um, and somebody who um, was was raped can't marry a Kohen, uh, if it was during the right during the marriage, so, so too over here, um, this is a situation where we don't know uh, who the guy was and whether or not it was she was permissible to him. Um, and so therefore... Um, if he's somebody who's not allowed to be with her, um, so then just to, so then she would be disqualified from marrying a Kohen moving forward. So you would think that the mission would say something about Rabbi Gamliel, Rabbi Yeshua, different ideas that we've been discussing in the past, meaning it should depend upon whether or not she is Bari, she knows, uh, she says that she knows who the guy is, um, and together with the fact that she has a chesos kashras. Her status quo is such that uh, she would only be with somebody who's kasher, uh, uh, and uh, it should maybe maybe it should depend upon uh, those things, or we should just follow the status quo that she was with somebody that was permissible to her, because we don't know otherwise. We don't know. There's no evidence otherwise, and that according to Rabbi Gamliel, we should believe her, and according to Rabbi Yeshua, perhaps we need more evidence. Maybe it should depend on that, but that's not what the Mishnah says. That's what we've had in the past. But that's not what this Mishnah says, which is going to be the clear question of the, the opening question of the Gemara. The Mishnah says, It, de- it depends on one thing, seemingly. It depends on whether or not we have a majority. We go based on the statistical majority, where the majority of the people that were in the city fit to be with her, and therefore she could marry a Kohen or not. So if we have the majority, she can marry a Kohen. If we don't have the majority, so then she cannot marry a Kohen. That's what the Mishnah says. So which is strange because this seemingly doesn't fit within Rabbi Gamliel or Rabbi Yeshua. We even had a Gemara earlier. We had a Gemara earlier which said explicitly that according to Rabbi Gamliel and according to Rabbi Yeshua, the statistics do not play a role. They don't play a role. According to Rabbi Gamliel, we believe her even if the majority would disqualify her from marrying a Kohen. And Rabbi Yeshua says... We don't believe her, even if the statistical majority would allow her to marry a Kohen. 
so we had earlier that it really doesn't depend on the majority. So what exactly is going on here? So this is the opening question of the Gemara. The Gemara says, Amar le Ravah le Rav Nachman. Ravah says to Rav Nachman, Rabbi Yochan ben Nuri Damar Kaman. In this story, with Rabbi Yochan and ben Nuri, in the story of the Mishnah, who is he going like? Ik Ravah Gamliel Achil Ibrobsul Nami Machshir. If it's like Ravah Gamliel, so then even if most are disqualified, he still holds that we believe her. She is Bari. She's saying it, and she knows who the guy is. And Ik Rabbi Yeshua Achil Ibrob Chirim Nami Pasul. If it's Rabbi Yeshua. He holds that it doesn't make a difference, even if the majority uh, would be permissible to her, and therefore she should be permitted to marry, permissible for her to marry a Kohen. Uh, he holds that we still don't believe her because uh, we have higher standards. We have higher standards when it comes to uh, marrying a Kohen. We need better. We need more evidence. So the Gemara answers. Rav Nachman answers. This is. Where Yehudah Rav said, this is what Rav said to explain the Mishnah. And Raj explained that we, we, we are really following the position of Rabbi Yeshua. Rabbi Yeshua says that we don't, in general, we don't believe her. In general, we don't believe her. If, uh, if there's a, a questionable situation, we do not believe her. Um, however, this is an exception. Why is this an exception? So turning the page to 15a1, to Tesvav and Aleph, in the Yerat scroll, Bekronos Shatsipori Hayamaisa. Because this incident uh, in the Mishnah occurred with the wagons of Tzipori. Now, what does that mean? What exactly does that mean? So the idea is as follows. And um, we're going to have to give a little bit of background to this answer. Basically, uh, the story happened as follows. It was during a time period, during one of the market days. They had two uh, days where people went to the market on Mondays and on Thursdays. Um, and so therefore, there were more than just the people in the city. You have the people in the city, and then you also have travelers from outside of the city. And so therefore, there are two different groups of people that uh, could have been the guy who raped her. It could have been either somebody from within the city, or it could have been somebody who's traveling from outside of the city. Now, why does that make a difference? Who cares? What's the difference? So in order to explain this, we need a little bit of a background. Um, which is a general idea, which the Gemara, this is one of the sources for, for this idea, is, is our Gemara for this class and the, and the coming class. Uh, but there's an idea called uh, Rov, that we have to follow the statistical majority. The Torah says it in a few places that we follow Achari, Rab, and Lahatos. We follow the majority. And it's one of the tools that we use to clarify issues, is that we follow the majority. Uh, however, there's an exception to that rule. And that exception is based on a principle called kol kavua kamechza amechzadami, that any situation where there is a question of doubt, but that question of doubt is is based off of um, essentially um, things being in place, that it, the doubt occurred when uh, things were kavua, they were set in place, which is a vague term. I agree it's a vague term. We'll try to see from the different cases what exactly this means. But when it's set in place, it's not something which is going out, outside and, and moving, but it's really set in place. It's kavua, so then we don't go based on the majority anymore. Now it's, 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 uh, we, the Torah tells us we cannot go based on the majority in that case. It's 50-50. It's, uh, or just, it's, it's, it's a question of doubt that we cannot go based on a mathematical statistic. We can't go based on the majority in that case. And we'll see what those cases are. Uh, what does it mean that they're set in place? Now, what's the logic behind this is uh, is a great question. Um, either it's just 
this is the rule of the Torah, that sometimes we follow the majority, sometimes we don't. Um, or, according to one opinion, the idea is that when something when when something happens in place, so let's just give an example before we get to the case of our Gemara, uh, basically a, a good clear example, which we'll, we'll discuss in a few minutes, is a case where let's say you have 10 stores. There are 10 stores on the block. Nine of them are kosher, one of them is not kosher. So there's a difference, halakhically speaking, there's a difference whether when you have a questionable situation, whether the questionable situation occurred in the store itself or outside of the store, meaning as follows. If you find the piece of meat outside the store, so then that, that piece of meat is, is in movement. It's not stationary. It's in, left the store. And so then you could follow the majority. The majority are kosher. You could say that that piece of meat, you could assume to be kosher. That's fine. However, if the question is, you have the piece of meat, you forgot where you bought that piece of meat. It could be from one of any of those stores. Those stores and, and the, the question at play didn't occur outside of the stores. It occurred in the store. Which store did I go to to buy this piece of meat? Uh, so then we have to be stringent. We won't go based on the majority because that's kavua. The stores are set in place. That's kavua. And so therefore, we will say that you can't go based on the majority and you have to leave it as a question. It's still an open question. Okay. So now that we have that as background, uh, we can help sort of explain our case. Our case is where we have two populations. One population is kavua, is set in place, meaning the people that live in the town, we assume that the people that live in the town, they are at home uh, if they were to have sexual relations with this uh, with this young girl, um, they would be at home. At home is set in place. The people that are traveling, those are the ones who are traveling, they are in motion. And so we have two populations. One population is uh, is a suffix. We can't go based on the majority. We have to be in doubt, uh, just like if you bought the meat in the, in the store itself. And then you have another population where they're actually in movement. And so in this scenario... We, in general, you could go based on a majority. But in this scenario, where we are also concerned about the population, which is kavua, which is set in place, so then we have we have bigger concern. We need to make sure um, that really, this is this is what the Gemara is about to say, is that we need to make sure that we have trey rube, that we have a double majority. In order for us to be lenient in this case, which is also not 100% clear why, uh, and what that solves is that we have to be concerned that it came from the travelers, and therefore you need a majority. But also, even if it came from the travelers, people might get confused and say that, well, the travelers, you follow majority, maybe in the city you also follow majority. And so as a way of sort of trying to solve that, uh, we'll say that perhaps it came from the travelers, or perhaps we know it came from the travelers. For example, there are certain opinions that say that the case that we're dealing with here is where this happened outside of the city. And so therefore, we know that it came from the travelers, so you could follow the majority. However, there's concern that people will get confused and say, oh, if I follow the majority in that case, I could even follow the majority if it happened in the city, which is not true, because the city is kavua. That's set in place. That's, that's not in motion. That's set in place. And so therefore, the only time we'll be lenient is if both the travelers are, are a majority, which the majority of the people would allow her, if she, if she had relations with them, she could still marry a Cohen, and in the city we have a majority, even though we know it came from the travelers. We know it came from the travelers, but still, in order for us to be lenient, it has to be that both populations have a majority. Um, and that's basically what the Gemara is going to say. This is a very unique situation uh, where you need to have both populations with a majority. Ukid Rabbi Ami. So the Gemara explains as follows. The Amar Rabbi Ami, again, this is 
this is a difficult concept to sort of swallow. It really requires uh, further analysis and looking at all the different Gemaras that have such a principle. Uh, but Ravami says as follows, uh, basically, it has to be a case where it's during the time period when the time of the wagons, a time period where people are traveling, and the people that are also traveling, the majority of them are Cher Lakuna, would allow her to marry a Kohen, because they are not, these are people who were allowed to have relations with her, at least on a biblical level. Um, and that's basically the case. The case is where we have a double, a double rova, double majority, both from the people that are in traveling and from uh, the people in the city. And so the Gemara explains explicitly, Aval Pirish, we're now on the second column of 15a1, Aval Pirish Echam Mitzipuri Vibaal Havlad Shtuki, if we were to know with certainty that it didn't come from the people traveling, but we know that the person was from Tzipuri, was from the town itself, so then we can't follow the majority. In that case, it's based on this principle of kol kavua that it's fifth. It's when it's these are people who are um, set in place because they're in the city itself. So and Tosos explains they're in their house. Their house is is in place. So then we can't go based on the majority. And the child then is in question. The, the child is is viewed as a shtuki. Shtuki is that we just don't know. We don't know their lineage. We cannot go based on a majority. So the only time we can go based on the majority is. At least according to how some many some of the commentators explain, is that we know that it was from one of the people traveling. You could follow the majority there. It's just that there's, there's this concern you might confuse it with people in the city. So therefore, we require a double majority. We require a double majority that both people traveling and the people in the city are a uh, majority people uh, who who could have relations with her would still allow her to marry a Kohen. Okay. So the Gemara now brings a similar ruling. A similar ruling. said as follows. Basically, he says one statement, which uh, the Gemara says doesn't make sense. It should really be the opposite. But this is what the statement means. Ella, Holchen Acherov Ha'ir, Basically, the ruling is we require the double majority. It has to be that there's a majority of the people traveling uh, would still, if they were the ones who had relations with her, she would still be permissible to marry a Kohen and the people in the city. But if it's each one independently alone and they only have a majority but not the other one or vice versa, it wouldn't, it wouldn't qualify. It wouldn't qualify. So my time, the Gemara explains the reason, which is the reason that we gave before. Essentially, it has to be from people who are traveling because they're a majority. And we can follow the majority in that case because they're traveling, they're in movement. If they came from people in the city, so then that's a problem because we don't follow majority if it was from the city. And even from the people, even if we know that it's from people who are traveling because it happened outside of the city, in that case, we're still concerned because people might confuse the two and say, well, if it was somebody from the city, also we should follow majority. And so therefore, the way we solve that is by saying that, you know what, you need a majority from both. You need a majority from both, so that, and then in such a case, we won't, uh, we won't be concerned. My time, the Gemara says this explicitly, uh, We made this decree, this rabbinic decree, to say, even though on a biblical level, we could follow the statistical majority when it's from somebody who's traveling, because they're in movement. 
Um, but we're concerned that you might confuse it with somebody who's in the city. And so therefore you need you need a double majority. You need a majority from both populations. Verov Nami. So the Gemara says even as follows. Verov Nami. Idika is Azli in Hulagaba called the Parish Muruba Parish. Essentially, the Gemara now is asking, I don't understand, even the city itself, it's not always a case of where they're stationary. Why are we assuming that it all, it's always a case where they're stationary? Maybe he goes to her. If he is going to her, he left his home to go to her. So he is now in movement. And then when, when, when he is in movement, we should follow the majority. It's only when the question at hand is stationary that we don't follow the majority. But if he's in movement and he is going to her, so then we should follow the majority. So the Gemara explains, no. She is going to him. The case is where she is going to him. Um, at least that's the case that we're concerned for. We're concerned for that situation where she's going to him. Because then it's, it's uh, stationary. The, the, the guy is in his home. In such a case, we cannot follow the majority. That is the general rule. The important, one of the important takeaways should be that there's, we only follow the, the statistical majority when it's a situation where the question at hand is in movement. But if it's stationary, whether it's the nine stories that are stationary, nine out of ten stories, or whether this situation where it's in his home, he did not move to her, but she went to him, or at least there's this concern that she went to him. Uh, so then in those cases, we don't follow the majority. Um, that's just the rule of the Torah. There's certain times where we don't follow uh, the majority. So the Gemara now asks the following question. Is it always true that we really need a double majority? The, the Gemara essentially said, just a quick review, that we could follow the population that is moving because they are traveling. We could follow the majority in that case, but only if we also have a majority of people who are also would make her share the kahuna, qualified to marry a Kohen in the city itself, in that population, which which is stationary. So we can only follow the other group, which is a movement, if the, the, the group that is stationary also has a majority. Uh, and, and so we sort of need both to have a majority in order for us to be lenient. Because otherwise we're concerned that we're going to confuse the two. So the Gemara says, is that principle really true across the board? We're now in 15A3 in the article of Gemara, in the first column. Top of the first uh, column. Uh, so the Gemara says, Is this really true that we need both? Vahatanya, we have the following brisa, And this brisa now quotes the case of the stores. Vahatanya, brisa is from the time period of the Mishnah, Teshech, Anuyos, Kulan, Mochos, Basashchuta. Vahachas, Mochers, Basin, Nevela. We have a case where we have 10 stores, 9 out of the stores sell kosher meat. One of them sells non kosher. Velakach, Meachas, Mehen, Venu, Demez, and Lakach. And you bought from one of them. You just forgot which one of the ten you bought from. So in that case, Sveko Aser. So in that case, when it's in doubt, um, we say that when you don't know, it's forbidden. However, if you find the piece of meat, it's not that you purchased it and you don't know which one of the stores, because then that's Kavua, that's stationary, but you find the piece of meat on the street, you want to know if it's kosher or not, so then you do follow the majority. So when it's moving on the outside, we do, in fact, follow the majority. And so we see, what do we see from this? That we do follow the majority. We're not concerned that people are going to get confused. People aren't going to get confused and say, oh, if in this case we follow majority, so then maybe what, if, the, if the, the question at hand was in the store itself, you're not sure where you bought it from, so then 
Maybe in that case we should follow majority. We're not concerned for that. We say you could follow majority and there's no other additional condition or element to it. We just take it at face value that we follow majority when it's in movement. The meat moved from its original source, from the store. It's now in the street. We follow majority with no other conditions. So if that's the case, then in our case also, when we know that uh, she 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 was raped outside the city, so it was by somebody who was in movement, it was by a traveler, so why do we say that it has to be with the condition that there has to be additional elements to sort of remove this uh, confusion that you might confuse it with a case where it's in the city? No, we see from this case of meat uh, that we there, there are no additional conditions, that we just follow the majority. In a case where it's in movement, we do follow the majority. So the Gemara says as follows, Maybe you're going to tell me as follows. Now, even in this case of the meat, there are additional conditions that it has. Maybe you're going to tell me it specifically has to be a case where uh, there are people, there are butchers who are traveling, and they also have to be majority butchers that sell kosher food. And that's the that's the condition. That's the additional condition to to make sure that uh, you're not going to confuse the two. But we know that Rabbi Zira said that, no, even if we're talking about a case where there are no people traveling, it's just those 10 stores. And forget about all the other butchers. There are no other butchers who are traveling. We're just focused on those 10 stores. We could still be lenient. We could still be lenient without any other conditions. So why is it that in our case we have these conditions? So this is a, an important answer in the Gemara, and this is, we'll conclude with this answer. Maila The Gemara explains that you're right. Really, in general... We are not concerned that people will confuse the two. We are not concerned that people will confuse and say, oh, we see that we follow the majority when it's a movement. We're also going to follow the majority when it's a case where it's stationary. No, we won't confuse the two. The reason why we're concerned in our case is because once again, our case is a unique case which we, with added stringencies because we will be more stringent. We will be more careful in a case where it's about marrying a Kohen. When it comes to Yichus, lineage, when it comes to being making sure that you're marrying the right person, so then we'll be more stringent. And so therefore, when it comes to marrying a Kohen, so then we're going to be concerned that you're going to confuse the two. And that's why we add on this additional condition that even the people in the city, even the people in the city, you have to have a majority of the people who are uh, would, would make her qualify to marry a Kohen, even though it's really unnecessary. We know that somebody moved, that it was uh, from the travelers, let's say. Uh, but we still require that condition just uh, to make sure that we're not going to confuse the two populations. But this whole concept, anyways, to begin with, of potentially confusing these two populations only exists in our case where it's about uh, marrying a Kohen. But in all other cases, we're not going to confuse the two. We're not concerned that people will confuse uh, a situation of, let's say, where the meat is outside the store, where we could follow the majority, versus where the question at hand is whether you where you bought the meat, which store you bought the meat in, um, and then... Uh, you're not going to confuse the two, and in that case, where it's a question about where you bought the, the meat, uh, we would have to uh, not follow statistics, and therefore we would have to be concerned that we're not really sure where you bought the meat, and it would not be we have to be concerned that it's not kosher. Okay, we're going to discuss this more. This topic of kol kavuah this topic will come up once again in the next recording.